Raider Nation has found its new home for daily Raiders content. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, part of the Las Vegas Sports Network, KRLV Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go. We're kicking off hour number three of the show. It's the Salute to Service show as we're heading into Memorial Day weekend. And I uh, want to make sure that we all reflect and understand why there's a three-day weekend, not just the fact that there is a three-day weekend. We've had a lot of great guests from Nate Boyer, former Green Beret, Jarrett Bell, USA Today, Jay Schrader, former Raider quarterback, Gabriella Rice, a.k.a. Lucille. And now joining us is a guy that is really one of my best friends, man, really one of guy, a guy who's near and dear to my heart. But this even proves to you that even guys that are near and dear to your heart will turn their back on you in a heartbeat like this guy when he gave this offensive pass interference. Check it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, are you okay, dude? Thank you. You're my We need a medic. <laughs> so that was the day that Army Vet Jess, <laughs> our guy, pushed me in the small of my back and I hurt myself, but it's okay. Because Jess is my guy, but no, in all reality, Jess, welcome to the show. How you doing, my man? I'm good, Q. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And look, we're doing a salute to service, and I know that you are a very proud Army vet, and, you know, we spend a lot of weekends together, and I see how you interact with other veterans. So as we come up on Memorial Day and uh, Memorial Day weekend, it's more than a three-day weekend, what does it mean to, for you, for, for a man who, like I said, served in the Army for a long time? Um, it, you know, today, uh, Memorial Day is really important for me, um, because it gives me a chance to, uh, think about and reflect about all the, um, you know, about all the, the people that have lost their lives. Normally what I do Memorial Day is I'll spend a good chunk of the day, um, watching, you know, documentaries and, and, you know, reading, uh, stories about vets, uh, people that, you know, lost their lives, um, so, you know, it, it's really important uh, for me. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to visit the USS uh, Arizona Memorial. Mm. And, um, you know, it, when you go there, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's something else, man, to, you know, to, to see the wreck there. Or, you know, it's under the water. And to think about, you know, all the people that lost their lives there, you know, that day. And, um, you know, it, it really hits home, you know. How important is it for us to not shy away from these conversations, but have these conversations and, you know, even talk to vets like yourself about what could possibly, you know, be going on through your mind as you're, you know, in society, you're very functioning, obviously. But I mean, at the same time, just be that friend and that voice to to talk to and bounce ideas off of. Yeah, you know, it's really important. You know, for someone like me, I I got out in 95, so it's been almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that when you get out, when you first get out, it's um it's completely different. You know, you come back to, you know, what we call civilian life and um you know, it it it's kind of like people don't even know that you were gone or that you what you were doing. You know, you come back and and it's totally different. Um so it's really weird, you know, you, you know, when I first got out, 
um, you know, I was barely 21 years old, but it was different for me. You know, you go through, you know, the whole time while you're in and, and, you know, you're training, you're constantly training and, you know, you're, you're preparing yourself. And when you come back, you know, it's, there's nothing like that going on, you know, and, and it's kind of weird, you know, you, even today, you know, you know, we have service members all over the world right now that are, you know, protect actively protecting us. Uh, and, you know, we go about our daily lives, you know, with, without even really thinking about it. So I think it's really important, you know, talk to vets, uh, you know, just kind of be there for them. Right. Absolutely. Again, Jess Estrada is our guest. Uh, Army Army Vegas Army's, Army Vet Jess. Why can't I never get your Twitter name right? Why? Why? What is the problem? <laughs> I don't know what my problem is with that. But Army Vet Jess is his Twitter. You can check him out. Good friend of mine and the family. Uh, as far as uh, what you did while you were in the army, kind of give us some of the details of what you did. What you know? What was your role and 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 how was you know the interaction with not 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 the team that we look at now as the Raiders, the football team, but the ultimate team, which is the United States Army. Yeah. So when I was uh, in the army, I was uh, what's called a cannon crew member. So. I was in the artillery division. We shot cannons. I was on the, the 1-0 Deuce Howitzer. Um, now, with the unit that I was in, was uh, it was called a, a, a light division because we were what's called a rapid deploy, uh, rapid deployment um, unit. So, uh, but one of the big things that I got to do, which was really cool, is um, I got to go to air assault school, which is the repelling out of helicopters. But the cool thing is, is we got to rig up the helicopters or the uh, the cannons to the helicopters, and we got to uh, do missions where um, they would pick the, the cannon up, pick us up, and fly us into somewhere where um, there was no roads. And they would drop the, the cannon, drop the crew, and we'd, mm. we'd fire and shoot, and then, uh, you know, the helicopter obviously would fly away and then come back, you know, 30 minutes later, we'd, we'd rig it back up and, and fly right back out. So that, that was really awesome. Wow. Uh, experience that that you know i've spent a lot of time inside of helicopters uh so it's really cool all right so i've got to ask you you mentioned earlier about you know people doing reading or research for me i didn't know that it was called decoration day up until i want to say the 1970s but what's one of the what's a documentary or a movie that you can recommend people that you really enjoy um gosh you, you know so um some of the ones that i have are really less known and i'd have to get the names but they're mostly about the Vietnam War, and I even watched some of the documentaries, and uh, they were from the, the Vietnamese side, um, you know, how they were talking about the Americans and uh, what they went through and how when they would, uh, you know, see the B-52s in, in, in the air, you know, they were just terrified because they just knew that there was going to be uh, bombs dropped. I mean, just you know, just tons of bombs and, and you know, about them living underground and, and you know, all, all this crazy stuff. I don't have the names off the top of my head but uh uh this this memorial day i'll definitely be watching um some of the stuff about the korean war Mm. um i have one uncle each from each side of my family uh you know my mother's side my father's side both that were were in the the korean war wow that's awesome that's awesome all right i got i I got a bunch of other uncles that were you know in in vietnam as well so for you, when you joined the military, was this more of a familiar thing where it's like, hey, this has been in my family for years and I'm taking up the mantle? Um, you know, it's a little bit of both. Um, it's something that I had wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, you know, I always wanted to, you know, be a soldier. Um, but, you know, in, in my family growing up, I'm second generation. My grandparents were from Mexico. 
um, you know, my dad had a real pride, um, you know, in, in the flag in the United States and, you know, military and stuff. So it was just something that um, I had just kind of always wanted to do. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That it really is. And, and you know, anytime we, I was sell, telling the store earlier, uh, anytime we like leave the store or whatever, and there's someone outside, you know, selling flags or whatever, you'll make sure you pick one up, even though you have so many of them already, but just kind of showing that honor to, to the vets that are outside uh, selling these flags, because we know it goes for a good cause. Also just, just saying thank you when you see a veteran or, or, or I see you interact with guys that have certain hats on and you recognize, you know, where they're from and, and what that means. And Hey, I did this. And, I mean, how, how, how much pride do you take when you're able to see guys around town and just kind of interact and share stories with? Um, you know, I go out of my way, Q. Um, you know, if I see a guy with a hat on, I'll talk about where he was at, where I was at, uh, you know, what we did. Um, you know, even when I go down to the VA, you know, I, I love going down there because I like talking to the older guys and, you know, just, you know, just talking with them. Just, you know, we shared this, um, like, brotherhood, you know, mm-hmm. and um, – so it's really cool, it, it, you know, and I love it. I have a, you know, I got the flag in my car. I got it outside my home. I got them inside the house. You know, I got them in my Raider room, you know, so I'm just uh, really patriotic. Um, you know, I'll tell you, my favorite song uh, ever is uh, the, the Defense of Fort McHenry. And you might not know what it, what it is, but everybody in the United States know what it, knows what it is. Okay. Okay, well, I, I, I'm sure I know it. I don't know it by name, but I'm sure I know it. Uh, the yeah, way you, you know it, you know it by a different name. Okay, okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check. I'll check. What? I, I want to know what the mystery is now. I'm trying to solve the mystery. What? What? You want? Okay, so it's actually the, the our national anthem, but that was the original name of it. Oh, okay. See, there you go. I'm learning something. See, I didn't, I, I didn't know what exact direction I was going. Right? <laughs> I knew, I knew it was something along those lines, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. And see, that's why we have you on the show uh, to educate us here. And I, I know that we've talked about this, and, and you know that you know me and the wife and the family were going to go to Hawaii for vacation, and that's where your son Jason was born, right? Yeah, he was born at a Tripler, Tripler Army Medical Center. Yep. Nice, nice. So, I mean, how, how cool is that? And, and it sounds like, you know, the Army was able to do a lot for you, and, and you were able to travel as well and, and see some areas that you would have never seen or you might not have ever seen. And so uh, that was also a blessing that came from this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know that I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of what I could do for, for this country. Um, you know, I love this country. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but, you know, at least, you know, I believe this is the greatest country, you know, on on the earth, man. You know, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. I say that all the time when we all get at each other's throats and want to fight each other. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we we yeah. have it a lot better than than uh, than the majority of countries uh, across the country. So, no, you're absolutely right about that. Finally, we'll get you out on this. Uh, it, it, what can we do? Right. Uh, I mean, me and you, we we talk, we, you know, watch games. We do this and that. We go out and all the time. But just as a normal, everyday, average Joe, what can we do for veterans that may be out there to try to help them and try to ease them into uh, their everyday life that might not be as easy as what it appears to be on the outside? Yeah. So there's a lot of um, veteran organizations out there. I would just say, you know, donate to them, you know, talk to vets. Uh, you know, if you if you uh, find out somebody's you know, just getting out or something, uh, you know, help them with the transition. Right. And just don't play football against them because they'll push off in the small of your back and they'll hurt you. Just saying. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can, can, I, can I just talk to you real quick about uh, about a friend of mine who, yes. uh, who lost his life? Yes, yeah, please. So, uh, a, a friend of mine that I was in the Army with, his, his name is Staff Sergeant Scotty Bright. 
um, from Mississippi. Um, in 2005, he was killed by a roadside bomb in uh, Baghdad. Mm. Yeah, and so, you know, I went to basic training with him, AIT, and then we served our first three years together. But, yeah, I just uh, found out that, you know, a few years ago, I, I didn't know that he had died. Um, you know, he, he, he gave the ultimate sacrifice for this country. There's no doubt. Well, we'll definitely be thinking about him and and all the other uh, you know ones that that lost their lives. All the all the folks representing the military that lost their lives on this Memorial Day and this Memorial Day weekend. And that's that's what we're doing here on the show today as we do the salute to service. Uh, great nugget right there, man. Thanks so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you do. And 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 thanks for being a best friend of mine. I, I do appreciate you. It's been great, Q. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jess Estrada right there is my guy. I know we go back and forth and beef over him pushing off on me, but it's okay. It's all right. You know, what's a push-off amongst friends? <laughs> right? What's a push-off amongst friends? No, he's, he's, he's a great dude. And like I said, his family is fantastic and I uh, love him to death and so glad that, you know, I'm here in the Vegas area and, and can, can hang out with them and, and, and count on them anytime we need them. Something around the house like, hey, can you come by the house and do this? Or, hey, can you – pick this person up or whatever. Oh, I got you. I got you. Like that's, those are the kind of people that you need to have in your back. And I definitely appreciate Jess and his whole entire family. 413 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. John Arnold, that's Peg Leg Raider. He'll join us. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Okay, so when you're on the line during the national anthem, that's about eight. National anthem is about a 10, actually. I get fired up for that. Okay. I, um, for whatever reason, I, you know, I have a, a patriotic bone to me. So I, I really, emotionally, I actually let myself go for that. But then I come right back down. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Pat Tillman right there. Rest in peace to Pat Tillman. It's Memorial Day weekend as we're heading into it. We're down the home stretch. We've had a fantastic show so far. Lots of guests, a lot of good calls and texts. And we have more on the way. We have my guy Peg Leg Raider on the way. And we have former Raider running back Napoleon McCollum will join the show as well. But right now, let's go out to Australia and talk to our guy Cam. Whoa, Cam. What's up, Cam? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you, Mike? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm really like my balls for the show today. As someone from on the other side of the world who uh, will say, I've got so much respect for our armed, force, our armed forces and what they've done for us over the years. We just don't tell them what you do. We don't do it. Right. We don't give them the respect they're due. And I've got to tell you, it's just been awesome listening to the show today and seeing how much love and respect you have. The only thing I've really got to say is I live in the best country in the world, not you. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. Thank you for the call, Cam. We definitely appreciate you. Cam showing the love and saying he really appreciates the show that we've had today as we give a salute to service, and that continues on right now. My guy, John Arnold, a.k.a. Peg Leg Raider, joins the show. And, Peg Leg, thanks so much for your time, man. I'm, I'm First of all, off top, uh, I'm so glad to know you personally, you and your family, and I'm glad that we got to connect uh, in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, my man. And what for you? What does this mean to you? Well, first of all, Q, thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you and DeMond for just putting this show together. It's so important. Um, as we coming up to Memorial Day for me, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the start of summer. A lot of people are out and barbecuing and taking some time with their family and everything. But I, I always take a minute and reflect on those who we've lost so that we have the ability to have a good weekend with our family and barbecue and everything. And I'm just 
I also go out there and barbecue and everything because those will be lost would want us to continue to carry on and, and to celebrate and, and use that time um, that they've given us in our freedom. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And you, a 10-year active duty Army, medically retired staff sergeant in 2007, and, and we call you Peg Leg Raider for a reason. I mean, you have a peg leg. It's a, it's a, it's a Raider. Uh, Tom Flores autographed it for you in Canton, Ohio. I was right there when it happened. That was awesome. But, I mean, just – being on the ultimate team, we talk about the Raiders, we talk about football, we talk about the sports team. What is it like for you when you were on the ultimate team? So it's funny you ask that. So as, as I've been listening, um, hardcore Raider, I kind of got emotional. Um, and I can't, I can't get your boy's name right because you can't get him right. So Vegas Jeff, <laughs> I mean, Vegas Jeff, we go call him OPI guy. So okay. OPI guy was talking about um, being a cannon conquer. That's our slang for him and doing air assault. So I came out of the 101st Airborne Division. If you watch Band of Brothers, that's um, my unit, and we are the Army's Air Assault Division. So it, it, as folks are talking, I'm just noticing my connections to all of them. I've never met them. We probably didn't serve together, but we have things in common. It's just it's, it's the greatest club. It's the greatest fraternity in America, the military is. Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I've enjoyed listening to the stories and and things that I could never imagine. You mentioned Hardcore Raider, and that that uh, conversation that he had, I mean, that really struck me to my core because we take things like that for granted. So so take us back to your experiences, man. What what was it like for you? I mean, long time, ten year active duty, man. That's a long time in the military. Just take us back to what you you were going through. So I'll tell you. It- People thank me for my service all the time. It was my pleasure to serve. I loved every minute of it. I would put on a uniform again right now and keep going if I could. Um, so I was uh, Intel geek. I was a signal intelligence analyst. Um, then I was an all-source analyst. But also, as a, as a soldier, you're, you're an infantryman first. So when I was with the 101st, I was a 50 cal gunner. Um, and that's where I was when I had my injuries. There was a IED blast on the front, front of the truck. And we had somebody try and rob a grenade in my turret. And I am here literally by a couple inches left or right. If the grenade would have detonated and the shrapnel came through three inches left or three inches right, we're not having a conversation. But all the, all wow. the shrapnel luckily got caught in my foot. Um, and I traded my foot for, for three people's lives that day. And that's a trade I'll make any day of the week. Amen. I mean, really, that's that's a hell of a toast testimony right there. Again, Peg Leg Raider John Arnold is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Say Roughness, DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your son, and you, could you give us an update about him? Michael, you know, he played at the University of Navy. Well, he played for the Navy, the midshipman. Yep. How's he doing? I'm Thanks, DeMond, for asking and thinking about that. Funnily enough, we literally dropped him off less than five minutes ago. So I'm... <laughs> Uh, we live in Sacramento, or we live in San Antonio. I'm out. I'm from Sacramento. I'm out in Sacramento right now because my mom turned 70 on Monday. Nice. And since she's not in the car, um, we've been we've been bringing folks in from out of town. So my son came up from San Diego. Uh, she's stationed on a destroyer out there. He graduated from the Naval Academy last year, and he's going through and getting his Navy calls. Um, and we're bringing my daughter and stuff in to help celebrate my mom's birthday because it's also. Um, you know, one of those, I'm, I am blessed to still be here. And so just the ability to see my son and celebrate my mom's birthday, I, I cherish every minute of it because it really was close for me not to be here. How, how much pride do you take in the fact that your son did attend Navy? I mean, I know you were Army, but he was Navy. But just to know that he was doing that and serving his country as well and even playing football, how much pride did you take in that? Oh, I have an insane amount of pride in that. And I, 
fight anybody, any Army Navy game. Um, all my Army buddies were, were giving me a hard time for wearing, <laughs> wearing Navy colors. But that's my son's school. That's my son on the field. Right. Uh, this year I got to wear my, my Army colors again. But just I come from a long, a long military family. So my dad was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Uh, my grandfather uh, served in the Pacific during World War II. Um, my brother-in-law is a Marine. My son, I, I didn't expect any of my children to join the military. So when my son got recruited from all three of them, chose Navy. It was when he swore in the first time, there were tears. Wow. And we pinned him. He grabbed uh, his ensign rank, is what they call the Navy. I was about to say the general rank. Um, but when, when I got to put his rank on him, luckily it was a, a huge, huge rainstorm, so you couldn't see it. But there were tears sitting down. <laughs> I've got to ask you, I really want to put you on the spot here. <laughs> which national, which championship would you want to see more? The Raiders or the University of Texas? <laughs> Definitely. So, <laughs> so I went to UT. I also went to USC. Um, know that. Did we lose him? Oh, he's driving through something. Yeah, I can still hear the wind from the car, oh, but we man. can't hear you. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay, good. All right, good. We got Peg Leg Raider back. I thought we lost him. Man. We were having a little bit of difficulty with phones uh, as of late. So, uh, again, kind of going back and reflecting on, on Memorial Day and, and the weekend and what it all means and everything. For us out here that really have no idea and have never been, you know, in, in, into the, you know, in, uh, onto the front line like, like you guys have been and, and experienced anything you've experienced, what could we do to help? You know the veterans that are out there right now that may be trying to, you know, just get reacclimated to to life as a civilian. Uh, I would say just just talk to them. Every every veteran is unique. Every veteran is different. Every veteran has a story, um, a story that brought them to the military, a story of their military life, and then the story of what that transition piece is. Um, and I would also say extend that to their family. The family the family unit is such a critical and important part for. Um, for us, while, our, while we're doing our military service and after, especially afterwards. So don't just think about the, the service member, but also think about the families. I think that's a great point right there, and that's what I want to make sure that we do and we focus in on as we head into the weekend. Well, thanks so much, man. Thank you for your Before, service. Thank you. Real yeah. quick. Go ahead, my man. Before you let me off the phone, i got to tell a goofy story real quick. I didn't realize you had Nate Boyer on. Oh, go for it. Um. But Nate Boyer is also connected to the Chris Long Foundation, Holly Long's son. Yep. And about five years ago, I climbed Kilimanjaro with Chris Long and Nate Boyer. Wow. Uh, and my peg, peg leg itself was up there. But what, <laughs> there was a father-son team, so Nate was up there with his dad. And one of the porters um, was looking at me and looked at me and looked at Nate. And Nate's about 10 years younger than me. He's looking at me, and he's looking at Nate, and he says, he points at Nate, and then he points at me, and he's like, that's, that's your son? <laughs> looking at me. And I was like, uh, nope, but he is now. So from now on, I call that man Papa Nate. I wish I would have known you were going to have him on. I would have had you mess with him for me. That is funny. Well, we can make that happen. Don't you worry. We can make that happen anyway. We got plenty of time to, to make that happen. That is an awesome story. I love that. And I didn't realize that you did that. Uh, I remember when uh, when Chris Long and them were, were talking about that. And that was, that's a really big deal, man. That How was that experience? That was incredible. Um, Chris is just a genuine dude. Like all you, Everything you see about him on the podcast or 
anytime you hear about just him and the community service he does, it was the same year he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles and um, was the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And that man, for real, is genuine. Like, that's, that's just who he is on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I climbed, I climbed about a week before my 40th birthday. Wow. I got back, and in the mail was an autographed uh, photo from Howie Long. Howie was congratulating me. Um, for, for, sign, for climbing Kilimanjaro. And it was completely unexpected out the blue. Nate just, or not Nate, but Chris told his dad. I don't know if Chris asked for it or if he just told Howie and Howie sent it. But that's the character of that, the entire Long family. Like they are just incredible people through and through. Man, between that and getting your leg autographed by Tom Flores, man, you're living your best life. <laughs> my, my, my man cave is going to be off the chain, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, man, great stuff as always, man. Hey, thank you for your service. Thank your son. Make sure you tell the wife I said hello, man. You guys are awesome people. You know that. Uh, love you like a brother, my man. Thanks so much for everything that you've done. Thank you for everything. The wife here, she heard you in the smiling ear to ear. Um, I'll holler at you. I got a training in Vegas in July, so I'll holler at you for that. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate you, brother. There he goes. Hey, thanks so much for this show today, man. It means a lot. No doubt. Absolutely. It's my pleasure to do it. Again, that's Peg Leg Raider, John Arnold, 10-year active duty Army member, medically retired Staff Sergeant in 2007, and here with us on this Salute to Service show that we're having here on Raider Nation Radio 920. 429 is the time. Napoleon McCallum, we're expecting to have him live in studio next. We'll talk about him, and we'll talk with him here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. And here we are, 4.32 is the time, live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Damon Cotton, your boy Q, and join us now in the phone line, or now in studio, excuse me, former Raider running back Napoleon McCallum. How you doing? Great, Q. How are you? Good, good. Fantastic. I'm, no, I'm used to having everyone on the phone lines, but you joined us here in studio, and we're going to also bring in Karen, a.k.a. Football Mama. And it's, it's funny, Napoleon, how two worlds came together today, and it was on accident. We've been trying to hook up an opportunity to talk to you in studio about what you have going on, but then it's also Memorial Day weekend, right? And so right. kind of like two worlds collide. So for <laughs> you, what, is, what does uh, Memorial Day weekend mean to you? Oh, man, it's... Uh... This whole country has been founded on, you know, the, um, you know, fighting for freedom. Yeah. And, you know, the guys that give their life, who sacrifice, um, being in the military, there's a lot of sacrifice. I mean, there's a lot of struggle that you have to go through to um, be good enough to protect this country. Right. So, um, you know, you got to give it up to all those guys who have given their life, who've given their time their effort, and their love for this country. Yeah, no, you're right. And the thing about it is it's a three-day weekend. We're not here on Monday. And I, I just wanted to make sure that we remember why we're not here on Monday, right? right? Why right. why we have a three-day weekend. Exactly. It's more than just, hey, summer's about to start. Great. Let's go have fun. But <laughs> it's the ones that gave the ultimate sacrifice. And you've been on teams. You've been on a military team. That is the ultimate team. Definitely. And, um, you know, my, my brothers and sisters that are in the armed forces, you know, that are out there now, mm-hmm. you know, protecting us, you know, I, you got to give it up to them and, and just, just really appreciate 
their service for this country. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we've had a salute to service all show long. We had former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader on earlier. Oh, and, you know, okay, he's great. got a good salute to service and had many military members join the show as well. But joining us on the phone lines is Karen. Karen from Henderson, Football Mama. And Football Mama, we appreciate you. We're here in studio. It's Q and Napoleon and Damon. And uh, how are you doing today? And, and, and are you ready for Memorial Day weekend? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm giving a shout out to Napoleon and his service. He's just such an inspiration to all of us. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt. And so when you think back and you reflect, Karen, on just kind of Memorial Day weekend and what it means, and, and like I was telling Napoleon, it's not just three-day weekend and we're off work on Monday, you know, just kind of how do you, you know, reflect on, on the weekend and what it really means? Absolutely. My dad was a World War II veteran. He was um, in, at Dunkirk. He got some medals at what, when he was there and have a huge place in my heart for military service. My guard officer, um, and yeah, I mean Memorial Day is a very near and dear to my heart um, holiday. Right, it, it really is. And like I was saying earlier, it's like two worlds collided today, and it really worked out well for us as we have Napoleon in studio and Karen on the phone, and you guys are working. Uh, obviously, Karen, you're very uh, passionate about brain health, and Napoleon, you're helping out in a major way as well. So first, I'll start with you, Napoleon. Just how important is it for uh, brain health and education like what you and Karen are working on right now? Well, I, I think Karen has stumbled on something that has been needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome program, and I, I said it before, it's like, you know, we play this game of football, and we get banged up, and we got we get hit, and, you know, there's the, the rah-rah, and right. it's, the, you know, we're gladiators. Mm-hmm. But then after we're off the battlefield, you know, they just forget about us. Right. And then, you know, our, our brains have been knocked and, um, you know, up, down, sideways, mm-hmm. all over. Um, and for Karen to have a, a group of people who, um, who've put together a program to restore your brain so that we can enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, the fruits of our labor, all the work that we've done, not to, to be in a situation where, um, we're banged up and we're forgetting things we we can't do other things we're in depression and then we commit you know suicide right because we can't deal with it right and how how wild is this and demand i want you to chime in as well how, how wild is it again it, the two worlds collide we've been talking about veterans and we hear the same stories with vets all the time right you know right. They, they they're trying to get reacclimated and they've got a lot of trauma going on and they've got a lot of PTSD going on. And so, Karen, uh, just tell us about what you have going on, the services, the way that you are working and, and the discoveries that you've been coming up on that uh, that are helping with this uh, brain health. Sure, absolutely. So uh, Neurologics is a 14-year-old company, and, and we were just so, again, fortuitously, we were at the draft last year when we met Napoleon. Um, and again, I, I believe there are no accidents in life, but it was just a great colliding of multiple worlds in that, um, you know, Napoleon's such a legend and he's such a, a grassroots guy. If you know anything about him, you know that he's an advocate for people who, um, you know, have less than him. He's, he's such a charitable, good, good-natured human being that it was wonderful to meet him in person and then, you know, hear, hear about some of the things that he struggled with. And we felt really passionately about, about wanting to help not just Napoleon, but every football player um, who's ever played the game. My audacious goal is that this technology helps not just 
um, you know, not just NFL legends like Napoleon, but everybody who's ever played the game of football, whether that's, um, you know, on a collegiate level or on a professional level. Um, and Napoleon's done a wonderful job of really spreading awareness about what improvements can be made um, and that there really is a solution to kind of, you know, the, the problem of concussion. Concussion is the second C word, you know, cancer being the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the message is really, you know, there's, there's so much help and hope for people with traumatic brain injury. I am one of those people. And so Napoleon and I kind of connect around what our de- what our own deficits have been and, and what, um, you know, what help and hope is possible for other people out there who struggle. So I've got to ask, when it comes to the programs that you guys have, or when you looks at someone, I think it's the brain map that you guys use with neurologics, how does that actually help? And not saying that it's a matter of, hey, being first to see results, but how soon can patients expect to maybe get those cognitive skills back that they've lost a little bit? Yeah, it's sort of like when your hair grows um, and you you don't notice that your hair is growing until one day you realize, "Uh uh-oh, I need a haircut. (laughs) Um, What's what's typical for our clients is between 10 and 12 sessions, they notice something has changed. And after 24 sessions, there's another brain map. Um, And and I don't know if Napoleon would be willing to speak to his, you know, amazing results. But um, being able to compare that first brain map, which for a lot of us is really daunting, it's pretty daunting to for me. I'll speak for myself. I only remembered 58% of new material. And, wow. you know, for somebody who's busy and runs a, a, a company, that's daunting and, and also embarrassing. I mean, there's a whole um, element of shame that comes with a great job of destigmatizing, you know, hey, just be honest about what's going on and be proactive. Talking right now with Karen O'Dell Barber, founder and chairwoman of Neurologics. Uh, Neuro, Neurologics. <laughs> that word. You got it. I, like my, my grandfather used to say a hard word. <laughs> third time's a charm. The third time is a charm. Also, we have Napoleon McCallum, former Raiders running back, in studio. And so, uh, Napoleon, just tell us how things have come along for you, how, how th- this has helped you and, and get back what you were, you were lacking that maybe you didn't even realize you were lacking. Well, you know what? Let me let me just tell you that uh, the fullback before me, Steve Smith. Yeah. Um, he had a whole lot of brain trauma, and you know, for 15 years, he's laying in a bed. My uncle-in-law, he uh, came out of came out of the Minnesota Vikings, Fred um, Fred McNeil, mm-hmm. and a lawyer. <laughs> you know, he was a lawyer in Minnesota and California. And and he died because uh, of the CTE, and so when I first uh, got my first brain mapping, uh, the thing that's most uh, that stands out the most is that there's this these pictures of like the top of your brain, just a drawing of the top of your brain, and you know they're blue. There's Blue is good, green is good, yellow not so good, red really bad. And there were four sections of my head mm-hmm. that were solid red. Wow. Wow. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm getting ready to go into the, the, that, you know, like my friend, like my, my uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just the beginning. And then to come back. Uh, months later, after going through the program, to have all those red spots gone. Wow, that's you know, incredible. just yeah. gone, and then my IQ going up, and 
um, yeah, it was it was amazing. And and you know what? I'm ready to enjoy life. You know what? As I, you I should. Don't, I I don't want right. to be stuck laying in a bed. Right. You know I. I worked hard yeah. to play in the NFL. Right. And you know what? I don't want to spend my time, you know, laid out yeah. on a bed, not being able to enjoy life. And so I, I really appreciate what Karen um, and this company uh, has the ability to do. Now it's just, you know, taking advantage of it. Well, I'll tell you, you look like you could run through a brick wall and open up a hole for me. <laughs> Even a guy like me could run through and pick up a couple of yards. Go, go ahead, Demond. Karen, I've got to ask you, we have Napoleon here in studio on him being a retired athlete, but is there an age range for when you when you would suggest a former athlete starting brain maps, or could they start even currently while they're playing? They could, yeah, and I would love to get this to the Raiders, even the active players. Um, the idea of knowing where you are, first of all, I mean, just, just kind of like, hey, Napoleon didn't know he had all those red spots on his brain. So, I mean, awareness is the first part. And then the second part is it fits so easily into the off season. It's just a four-month process. Um, we've had players from other teams, from the Steelers, um, you know, every season proactively look at, hey, okay, at the end of every season, I'm going to look at what does my brain look like, and I'm going to take it back to the point of, you know, pre, pre-football play. Um, so, yeah, it's, I love Vegas. I grew up in Henderson. Um, I, it would be amazing to have the Raiders be the first team who embraced this in a brain health protection way. Um, I, I would love nothing more than the Raiders going first. And when people come in for the program, how much of a part of it is trying to get back the memory? Maybe not you know, not so much long-term, but just uh, as we all have those, where did I put my car keys type moments? How, mu- how much is you that You have part? that all the time. Yes, that's why I'm at. This is, a, this is a personal question here. But how much is it when people say, I just want to be, you know, a little sharper on my feet when it comes to my recall? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have a phrase that we're just service marking now. It's called the cognitive athlete. Um, and, you know, it's for anybody who wants the brain to function better, whether they played football or not. Um, football is perhaps the most noted sport in terms of concussion, but I, I just was writing an article earlier today about the 27 different concussion sports that there are. So it's for anyone who wants the brain to function better, and um, if you can improve somebody's memory and you can give them permanently 15 to 18 functional IQ points is what we promise everyone, um, Napoleon's a very bright man, and, and his results certainly exceeded that. Um, he's an exceptional human, but what we can deliver to, for every human being is 15 to 18 functional IQ points permanently and an improved memory. And if you have an improved ability to learn and you can remember the things that you learn, you're really cooking with gas. Your, your brain does millions and millions of things, but if it can do... Um, you know, what we've determined is with this technology, it's about 300 things that the brain needs to do synchronously and well. And if your brain can do those 300 things, you're considered an optimally performing human. And whether you're an Olympian, a professional athlete, or whether you're just someone who wants to remember where your car keys are, um, you know, everyone with a brain can benefit. Karen, we're very uh, passionate about football. Obviously, we're here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're very passionate about the Raiders, but we're very passionate about the game of football, and and you are as well. They call you football mama for a reason. How much of the fact that you have sons, you have boys that play football, did this make make this even more important for you? Yeah, um, I'll I'll be honest. Yeah, um, my boys love football, and I'll I'll be honest. After the, um, the movie Concussion came out in 2015, my second son, we tried real hard to introduce him to all sorts of other sports, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sports we'd never played. 
And ultimately, I mean, his, his thing to me was like, Mom, we're a football family, and I want to play football. And, you know, this is the only sport I love like this. And the idea of um, having him refrain from a sport that we all love because of the risk was um, not, not something that factored in. We, we knew there was a solution. Um, and I, I would say absolutely um, that because I'm close to the game and have two boys that play, um, you know, I'm, I'm more passionate about it. I think everybody, if they're up close and personal and have personal experience, becomes more passionate. Um, and, and it also intersects with my passion for, you know, people with traumatic brain injury because I'm one of those. Right. Right, no doubt. And, and Napoleon, I want to ask you, I mean, she's very close to football. She loves football. Again, we call her football mama for a reason. How much did that help you as well? Just say, yeah, let me be a part of this because I know that you are someone who's passionate about the sport. It's not someone like you're against the sport. Right. And you know what? Like I've had teammates and, mm-hmm. and you hear about the stories about our guys. And I, I saw the movie Concussion, too. And and you know what? It, it makes sense. You know, I we – we did that brain mapping, and there was there's this one picture that I remember that play. I remember wow. Chip Banks coming ear. I mean, yeah. it was an open hole. He ear holed me, yeah. and my brain, you know, the impact on one side to the other side, and I could see that. Wow. And you know, and I, I have no clue if that's really the injury. Right. I hear but you. I remember. But that you remember one. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, so, yeah, I, I've got a, I got a passion for this. I, uh, you know what? I hate to see guys stumbling over their words and, you know, uh, I mean, they were great. They were the greatest athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're, you know, I don't want to say feeble, but, I mean, they're just not. Right. It's like a shell of themselves. A shell of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's sad, and I'm just. You know, Karen's company is probably the only company that can restore your 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 brain. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, it is a passion for me. I want to get this out to everybody. Right. I want my military buddies to yeah. have it. Yeah. Um, and she's been doing, like she said, 14 years this right. company's been. And we're just now touching um, athletics, sports. There's a lot of work to be done. Yes. A lot of work to be done. That's former Raider running back Napoleon McCallum. Of course, we have uh, Karen Odell Barber on the phone with us as well on Raider Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Demond. Uh, this is a two-part. I guess both of you can answer this. Napoleon, I'll start with you. How long do you think it would take for, let's just say, the NFL to catch on to this? Because we keep seeing rule changes in the name of player safety. But instead of changing rules to the game, doing things like partnering with our neurologics to just improve the brain health and not so worry worry about so much taking away from the game of football. You know what? I I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Hey, we got the Raiders here, and before they said, and you were a big part would, of that, and you were a big would, part of that, brother. <laughs> they said that would never happen. Right. Yeah. You know. So I I believe it'll happen. You know what? It's a great uh, product. And so it's something that's needed. And, you know, people are going to start demanding that mm-hmm. it happens. Right. So we just want to get on onto it now. Karen, what do you think? You know, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said I think it's, it's far off. Um, I've had conversations with the NFLPA, um, and, and that is something that I thought, um, you know, was, was farther on the horizon than it has been. And so, you know, hopefully those talks progress to the next level. 
um, and that people understand that there's there's hope. It's peer reviewed. It's in the medical journals. This is FDA registered. Um, you know, there's there's nothing except hard science here that can help the game. And I I think if they understand that our motivation is again to help save the game. Um, you know, we're we're people who love football. We love <coughs> and are passionate about this sport. And the idea that we want to partner with the NFL, we want to partner with the players the teams, and, and also the players' families. I mean, Napoleon's an exception. He's a very proactive individual who found this on his own. It's not usually the players who find this. It's their wives. It's their girlfriends. It's the football mamas. You know, and I, I know you mentioned the other day when I, I believe you were on a, um, one of our local TV stations as well, you're mentioning that this is not just for players that are retired or no longer playing, but actually something that you suggest for players that haven't even signed their contract yet. That's right. Proactive brain health is everything, and the younger player um, is I'm really wowed by. I mean, I'm uh, they've they've grown up understanding the risks of um, you know contact, and they've grown up thinking about every single time they take a hit, and you know the the player of the future is really proactive about wanting to improve their longevity of their career, and also um, you know to play the game safer. They're not saying they don't want to play. They're 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 saying, hey, I, I like to play the longest period of time possible and that's something that we support as well because you've seen reports out there that the participation in high school excuse me yeah in high school football at the youth level it's declining a little bit but do you think with programs like neurologic that those numbers would increase if parents know that hey if my son happened to have a concussion on the football field there are ways to improve his brain health i absolutely do i think that you know fear of the unknown is one of the greatest fears out there and the idea of um, and I get asked this at the grocery store all the time. Hmm. You know, people will go like, hey, are you letting your son play tackle football? Um, there's there's a lot of data around when is tackle, you know, necessary, when is it indicated. Um, you know, there's something in the brain called pruning. And if you can have a concussion after second pruning, you're in a lot better place than you are if you have one early in childhood. So the idea of little kids you know, banging their heads when they're seven or eight years old. I think we've all come to the conclusion, and, and you know, it's pretty pervasive. Um, other than, you know, the state of Texas, I, I think everywhere else has sort of come to the agreement that banging your head in, in helmets and pads is really unnecessary until the summer before freshman year of high school. Um, and if we could all kind of just um, get, get to this proactive place where we understand that we don't want this game to go away. We all love it. Um, the people like Napoleon, the legends who played this game, mm-hmm. have a have a different commitment than than I perhaps do. My commitment is, you know, to everyone with traumatic brain injury, veterans, football players. But I love this game. I absolutely am passionate about wanting it to continue. And you know, the the numbers are not down a little; they're down a lot. The numbers of you know high school participation in football, um, the NCAA is is pretty concerned about the fall in the numbers. What uh what what how do how does someone get a hold of you? Someone listening right now maybe wants to reach out to you and get a little bit of information from you. What do they need to do? Just neurologics.com. www.neurologics.com. You say that so much easier than I do. <laughs> you say yeah. that so much easier. I've had 14 years of practice, right? <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll tell you a little quick side note. Uh, Mama Q didn't give me the green green light to play uh, football until I was 31. So, <laughs> so and, that is funny. And uh, Napoleon, I got uh, I got ear hold one time, and I was like, yeah, this isn't that fun. <laughs> yep. I'm good. <laughs> I looked up, and I was like, wait a minute. What sideline is my sideline? That or that side? Okay, they look yeah. like, like me. I'm going to yeah. go over there. Yeah. That was 
not too fun. Well, before we let you get out of here, uh, Napoleon, I wanted to ask you, you know, your thoughts on, on, on your former team, the Silver and Black. Uh, what have you seen from them, or what are you seeing from them as they try to build a team for this 2023 season? Well, let me just say, the, the organization, I am so proud of them coming to Vegas and all the things that they do, how they've helped this community, been a part of this community. I, when I first got here to Vegas, everybody said, for us to be a legitimate city, we need a football team. Right. And um, I am just so happy with what the Raiders have done here and how they've been a part of this community. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to step back. Right, right, right. I'm going to watch the just game. Just observe it, right? I got, <laughs> I, I got all hyped up last year. I know. And, I did you know, too. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm going to see how they, they play. Um, you know, sometimes when, when you get hyped up mm-hmm. like that, you don't go out there and do the things that you're supposed to do. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm wishing them the best. As we all are, and and you know very well that the NFL is a is a great place when the Raiders are a really good team. Yeah, it's just it's just that simple. Some people think that that's a disrespect. It's not. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the absolute truth. So we're we're glad that the Raiders are here. We're glad that you helped get them here in a major way. We're glad that you're here with us and representing the Raiders, and of course uh, representing neuro neurologics. I'm gonna get that. Yep. I'm gonna get that down. It only took me two times, Karen. It only took me two times. Give them the uh, website one more time, Karen, please. Neurologics.com. <laughs> She's like, it's that easy, Q. It's that easy. Thank you so much, Karen. We appreciate you. And Napoleon, thank you as well. Oh, you're welcome. There he goes. Thank you guys so much. And have, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. You do the same. Appreciate you. Fantastic stuff. And that's how we're going to close out the show today. That's how we're closing out the week, heading into the Memorial Day weekend. So, Napoleon, thanks for being here in studio with us. Thanks for making the time for us. We All definitely right. appreciate you. Great, great stuff. Great message that you're delivering as well. And, uh, and also, thank you for your service and everything that you've done. Again, the two worlds came together at the perfect time and yeah. collaborated on this Friday. So hey. thank you very much. Hey, thanks, thanks to Karen. For having me. Absolutely. Napoleon McCallum. And that's a show. That's a wrap right there from Nate Boyer, Jarrett Bell, Jay Schrader, Gabriella Rice, Jess Estrada, John Arnold, Napoleon McCallum, and Karen Odell Barber joining us all on the show today. This has been Unnecessary Roughness on Rare Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.